Greetings with an expert. I am not welcome one and welcome all to another episode of He is No Expert. I am he, he is me. I am your host, D.L. Snowden. I'm so grateful to have been on this ride with you all, faithful listeners, new listeners, and folks all around the world for over a year now. And there ain't no stopping us now. Welcome to Freestyle Friday. It is August the 5th, 2022, and this Freestyle Friday show construct is made in such a way that I can talk about a myriad of subjects that I choose to. Traditionally, in this fourth season, we answer questions, we pose a question at the beginning of the show, then we answer that throughout, but now we're just going through and looking at news, pop culture events, and various things uh, that I found interesting, and I'm sharing my thoughts, views, and opinions on those. So with no further ado, thank you again, and let's get in to the show. Our word of the day today is noisome, N-O-I-S-O-M-E, N-O-I-S-O-M-E. It is an adjective with a duality of meaning. The first is having an extremely offensive smell after the skunk had sprayed me for coming upon its home, I had a noisome odor that came from my person. The second meaning for this adjective is disagreeable or unpleasant. Will Smith, who we'll talk about later on the show, is and has been involved in a rather noisome scandal following the slap heard round the world. Word of the day today is noisome. Word of the day today is noisome. So let's go ahead and get into a brand new segment that we're going to bring to this Freestyle Friday. We'll do it, uh, you know, as often as I'd like to, but it's called Dear Dante. And what I've done here is gone back and taken a look at some old help, not help one ads, but old advice column ads from over 20 years ago. And I'm going to answer them with pieces of advice that I have compiled myself. So here we go with the first one. It tells the story of two sisters who are married to brothers. So two sisters married to two brothers. Uh, And the brothers have a rather well-off or wealthy uh, aunt who, for each year for Passover, invites them over for a cover dish or a potluck dinner, as they called it in Texas when I was there for spread. Everybody cooks and prepares a meal and then brings it to this dinner. Well, requests had been made for one of the two sisters to bring some cake to act as a dessert. And others were asked to bring pies and meats. And, you know, you get the point. Everybody brought uh, an item so that collectively it was a wonderful meal. So as the brother and sister uh, couple uh, arrives, uh, they go through all the courses. They have their, you know, appetizers, their drinks, their main course, all of that. And dessert comes around and a dessert is served, but there is no sign of the cake. Uh, Now, the first time, uh, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, There are only 12 adults at this gathering. So what do you think? 
Um, you know, where's the cake? Should the sister ask for the cake back is the primary question there. I would say this. You're at the aunt's house. The aunt has, you know, a certain modicum of funds, at least based on what you said. I would say ask for the cake. Clearly, <laughs> auntie has the wherewithal to, um, to, you know, buy any cake that you want to. And if she really likes your cakes, again, you said your sister um, baked it. Apparently, it must be good. Or... Maybe the case is the cake isn't so good. Um, but with that being the case, I'd still ask for my cake back. Apparently, the sister likes it enough and has asked enough that, you know, it has been a request for her to make it. So, yes, I would ask for the cake back. I think sometimes uh, in life we uh, don't have those crucial conversations. And crucial conversations are ones that can be a little awkward or uncomfortable. But I believe, as the book Crucial Conversations speaks of, if you lead with the lens of love, you can talk and have conversations about just just about, excuse me, anything at all. Whether it be a missing, you know, batch of cakes that you've made, whether it be uh, a child who um, has not obeyed your directives, whether it be, you know, infidelity, whatever the topic is, you can have crucial conversations about it. I think oftentimes we avoid them because we've not learned how to face the inertia, the friction that comes from opposing views or comes from um, uncomfortable or awkward situations. So I'd say, you know, at some point, you know, when you have a private moment with auntie, pull her aside and say, hey, look, uh, you know, I made two cakes and we've gone through the entirety of the meal we went through. If you do it later on. Uh, and I don't see my kicks. Could you help, you know, kind of help me understand uh, why they weren't brought up, et cetera. So again, until you shoot your shot, until you have the conversation, uh, we can only assume what's going on. Hopefully that was helpful, and we're going to move right along with the show. Next thing I want to talk about, I did mention at the top of the show, uh, Will Smith, and I want to go back to that topic. Will uh, released a uh, approximately five-minute, little five-minute video where, he again, uh, well, he uh, verbally apologized. He had sent out an apology via Instagram uh, a couple of months ago when it happened at the, uh, after it happened at the Oscars. A smack again hurt around the world. And, you know, in it, I don't believe, and I heard one commentator say this, I do not believe that a perfect apology exists. Um, for apology is simply words. And as articulate, as um, persuasive, as um, conciliatory as you may be um, within the words and within the apology that you give, whether it be orally or written or in some other medium, um, it is really the actions thereafter that um, really make a difference. So I, I can't say fully that he was, you know, genuine. I believe that he had some genuineness in it. I also believe that there was, you know, a, a part of it that had to do with the brand that uh, Mr. Smith, Will Smith, has created throughout the years. Um, he has to, at this point, understand and see the impact that it's had uh, on on that component. And I appreciate that he did talk about the various ripple effects that happened. I mean, as we know uh, here, you know, we've heard of the butterfly effect where the wings, uh, the flapping of the wings of a butterfly in Australia uh, has some effect on the weather, literally uh, a whole hemisphere away. So I hope that those two can work it out. I know Chris 
offered, you know, his retort to that saying that, you know, everyone can't be the victim in a situation. So uh, Chris also, at least according to his apology, had to say that he was not ready to talk. And that's only fair. I think one of the issues we run into in life is when folks go through grief, go through hurt, especially in relationships. When you're, you're married, you're, you have a significant other, and you in some way have broken their trust or breached uh, the agreement that you all had shared, you cannot quantify. You cannot, as the offender, uh, put a time frame on that person's grieving or try to define how that looks. And that's one of the reasons that when those things happen, you, you are, and I wouldn't say at the mercy of that person, but you must understand they have a process that they have to go through. And it's your job to love them through that process and to be as understanding as you can be without being them and give them the time and space to really welcome you back into uh, their world in, in a way that's meaningful and, and going to sustain you all going forward. So again, all the best to uh, Chris and Will Smith. Uh, in more news news, the uh, Department of Justice led by Merrick Garland uh, is going to, and I'll read it verbatim, the federal uh, uh, the federal government is going forth with civil rights charges in the case of Breonna Taylor, uh, the 26-year-old young lady who was uh, gunned down in her own home uh, on, in a botched uh, raid and investigation. So the federal charges against the four officers, uh, and I'll give their names now, Detective Joshua James, former Louisiana, or excuse me, Louisville, excuse me, and this is was, was in Kentucky, Louis, Louisville uh, detective um, Kelly Goodlett and Sergeant Kyle Meany alleged they violated, the charges alleged that they violated Taylor's Fourth Amendment rights when they sought a warrant to search Taylor's home while knowing they lacked probable cause and they knew their affidavit supporting the warrant contained false and misleading information and omitted other material information resulting in her death. Even to the point that the um, search warrant that was given, they were directed, the police were directed to certify the address. Among other things, the affidavit falsely claimed that officers had verified the target of the alleged drug trafficking operation had received packages at Ms. Taylor's address. In fact, defendants Janes and Goodlett knew that was not true. So even in verifying the address, and how important is that? If you're going to go in uh, to do a raid, you're armed, you have all all the gear on to, you know, access this home and be ready for whatever repercussions there were. And, and unfortunately, they were dire and deathly in this one. So um, <clears throat> hoping that this does... Uh, go forward and offer some sense of solace in, in some way. And I know there really is no way to replace a life for Breonna Taylor. I know this was a case that personally affected me. You know, um, the young lady was 26 and I have uh, family who's in that, that age range. You know, my sister works in, uh, I have a sister that works in the medical field. So um, with that being said, um, again, I'm glad that there has been some forward movement on this. I know that it, was a causation for a lot of outcry, and rightfully so, for innocent life taken um, with little to no um, reasoning, uh, justifiable reasoning that were, that is. 
uh, with that. So, uh, in other news, um, so again, all the all the we hope that that justice is absolutely served uh, in that instance. Uh, but in other news, um, Brittany Reiner, uh, the WNBA star who was traveling in Russia and was detained and held and has gone to trial, the verdict has or the sentencing has come down, and she was found guilty and was sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison. Um, now, talks have already been uh, swirling around uh, in the media concerning a possible prisoner swap for Brittany and some Russian nationals that are being detained here. Uh, outcry has already happened. This you know, happened a couple hours ago that this uh, sentencing was released to the larger public. Uh, has gone on, uh, outcry, excuse me, has gone out based in and around the fact that this um, sentencing is very severe based on the uh, implications of the crime uh, in question. Uh, you look, I, I will say this, you know, I just traveled internationally, went up to Canada, and we'll talk more about that in another show, uh, more than likely, to uh, the Carabana, the, the carnival they have there. Beautiful experience, just a wonderful, fun time, you know, everything went well, but even in traveling, I was scared to carry anything over three ounces. I don't care what it was. <laughs> it was soap, shampoo, et cetera. So um, she said it was an honest mistake. I get that, you know, um, mistakes do happen. And unfortunately, in this instance, it is a costly one. So uh, the question it begged for me was, what are Russian prisons like? And a gentleman who is well acquainted with them, Trevor uh, Reed, uh, ex-Marine, who was held captive there in the Russian prison system for 985 days of the equivalent of uh, three years um, spoke on it. And he was released about two months ago and said that he really had to compartmentalize. He really had to mentally detach um, and, and focus on getting through every day with this. He said that, you know, the prison was one where um, the toilet was a hole in the ground. It was not the best. There were nights that he could not sleep uh, for fear for his life. He thought that, you know, he may um, have died there. During the time he was there, he learned, you know, uh, Russian and, you know, just certain things about him, I'm, I'm sure, are obviously changed uh, forever. Uh, still a young man uh, in his, uh, I think, just 30 or early 30s. Um, and he had this to say about the Brittany Griner investigation prior to this sentencing that's come out today. He said the investigation, I'm paraphrasing, would not be fair. The trial would not be fair and justice would not be served appropriately there. And uh, we're seeing that, you know, play out here. So again, glad that Trevor's home and, you know, being able to do the work in recovery and reconciliation with his family. And we hope the same thing happens for Brittany Griner. We heard Trump statements about her, but, you know, I give about as much um, validity to Trump statements as I do my youngest daughter. <laughs> with that being said, uh, let us forwardly move to uh, the last piece. I looked up just some quirky things to end the show on this Freestyle Friday and looked up some crazy laws in my home state. Now, of course, I live in the Carolinas, but I'm originally from the state of Maryland. Uh, the state flower, of course, is a black-eyed Susan, and the Oriole is our state bird and terrapin and all, all that stuff, you know. Uh, but what are some interesting laws in the state of Maryland? One, uh, oral sex, according to uh, a site, uh, I think it's called weirdlaws.com or something to that effect, 
oral sex is illegal in Maryland, giving and receiving. So, um, <laughs> I won't say the name of Forty Fingers, but watch out, y'all. Uh, if you live in Baltimore, it is illegal for you to take a lion to the movies. I don't know who or when that happened, but again, stop it. Um, if you are a woman married to a man, it is illegal to go through your husband's pockets while he's sleeping. Again, I know some some folks who definitely are um, guilty of such things. Um, and lastly, it is illegal to eat while swimming in the ocean. Now, that makes sense. I mean, as a child... I was always told you don't want to swim unless it's been 30 minutes or more after you have eaten. And last one here that I'll go into and then we'll close out the show, uh, shouting out our sponsor, DantesDeals.com. It says you can be fined $10 for being caught in a public park while wearing a sleeveless shirt. Ten bucks there. So again, just a fun way to end the show. I know the news can sometimes be draining melancholy and uh, melodramatic. But uh, we have hope in this, that all of your worst days, and I'm talking to you individually, the person who's listening to me right now, you have survived. Every day that you thought you would not make it through, every day that you thought would be your concluding 24 hours. If you're hearing this now, you've made it unto this point. And my hope, my prayer is that you continue onward. On Sunday, I know we skipped last week. I didn't even talk about this at the top of the show. Um, Last week was my birthday week. Had a wonderful birthday. Uh, Was able to and had the opportunity to go to uh, Toronto, Canada, my first international trip. And had a wonderful time celebrating with uh, the people of the diaspora, uh, my lovely Caribbean family. So, um, again, more on that uh, later on in other conduits. I have finally launched my YouTube channel it is called The Snow Den, and I released just one video. I'm going to do some more work on that today, but I finally got up. I talked about it for probably the last six, seven months of my beautiful daughters um, having a fun time and a fun adventure, the snow girls in the park. As always, this show is sponsored by Dante's Deals, D-O-N-T-E-S, deals.com, where you can find fashions and other things that are uploaded on a pretty consistent basis. Go out, check the site out, buy something, tell somebody about the show and the site. And as always, have a great day and life on purpose. We're out until the next episode.